This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, it's me, your game master, Russ Moore. Just wanted to pop in and say thank you so much for being here with us. We really hope you're enjoying the show. The feedback that we have still been receiving is just wonderful. If you're one of those people who is enjoying this ride with us, we'd ask you to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, or anywhere else you can rate and review shows. And if you share the show on Twitter using the hashtag FacingFateCast, we may use your name for a character in Season 2, which we are currently in the works of planning the story for this next season. A reminder that if you join our community on patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, you get full access to the entire first season of Facing Fate, as well as early access to all future seasons. And now, let's begin Lunacorp Day 4. This episode contains coarse language and frightening scenes. Facing Fate, Season 1, Lunacorp, Day 4. On board Lunacorp main base, an infection has begun spreading through the base's population. It first started with two harvest truck operators and is now showing signs of having infected more personnel. Brutus Dixon was the first to show signs, and has awoken from a day-long coma in a violent rage, attacking and killing a nurse. He currently stands motionless in his quarantine bay, staring out beyond the glass walls. Rainia Samuth, base operations manager, after receiving many complaints of ill personnel, decided to lock down all remaining people in an attempt to create a mass base-wide quarantine. Oscar Bloom, base manager, rerouted the dorm life support to block off the rest of the base to prevent possible airborne contaminants, while he, along with Dr. Juliana Dove Joyner and Dr. Franklin Sanderson, examined a fungus found spreading throughout the base's life support system. After having caught small amounts of sleep throughout the night, we find, standing together in the med lab, Juliana, Rainia, and Oscar, who are watching the surveillance cameras to Brutus and Persephone's quarantine base. 
Brutus, still standing motionless, staring to the main entrance of the medical center, standing over Nurse Jenny's lifeless, bloody body, while Persephone, now six hours into her comatose state, still remains motionless. Does anyone know why he's just standing there? Uh, well, from the recent test results, it, it looks like... All of Brutus's cells are being attacked viciously by this new virus, and, well, there's something concerning as well, is that Persephone's have shown an increased rate of attack on her own, uh, from this virus on her cells, even faster than Brutus's ended up showing up. I, I set my timer for 24 hours, but I, I don't think it's going to take that long for us to see some extreme changes in Persephone. How much faster? Twice as fast? Or, you know, they're, they're doubling at twice the rate? Or, or do you know that specifically? Doubling at twice the rate? <laughs> what? <laughs> four times? <laughs> Did you say four times? No, I didn't. But doubling at <laughs> twice the rate would be like four times. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. We're, we are all scientists here. I have a PhD in the in humanities subject. I am not <laughs> a mathematician. Or a math magician. Or a math, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not entirely sure just how fast it's it's progressing, but I'm 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 also noticing this in the other people as well who have not shown full blown symptoms, but all, all the evidence is pointing towards that if you get infected with this, it is going to progress much more rapidly than we have been seeing in Brutus. I feel like I need to ask you to how you're feeling. You have both been either in direct contact with a patient or with the substance in the in the vents. How are you? Well, apart from being extremely tired and frustrated and scared for not knowing what's going on, otherwise I'm feeling perfectly fine. Yeah, I feel uh, pretty good. I mean, tired as well, but you know, as good as can be expected, I think. Okay, good, because I'm... Franklin? Think, oh, yeah, right. Franklin's there, too. Uh, Franklin's currently running more tests, and he, he looks up and he says, uh, I, I feel tired, but good. All right, we've got strict protocol on here, how we deal with infectious diseases, and I feel quite confident that we are doing everything by the book. It should be fine. Okay, so what do we, what do we need to do to try to find something to fight this? Because if it's going faster and and so many people on the base are sick and it seems very contagious what do we do well hasn't really responded to any of the medicines that we've been given no antibiotics uh no rounds of steroids nothing's been working we don't really have the facilities here to manufacture much but we might be able to see if Franklin here uh, oh yeah you know what, Rainia? I, I just don't know. I don't know. What what does the company policy say that we should be doing in this situation? Well, I mean, this isn't really in a manual. Um, I, think, I think shutting down the base was the right thing to do. We're trying to keep people away from each other. That's the best thing we can do. Um, Oscar, have you... You must have a way to test. Like, let's make sure people are where they need to be. Right? Like, are people staying where they need to go? People staying in their rooms. Uh, the, Rania, it's it's 
It's for you. Okay, thanks, Franklin. Hello? Hey, uh, uh, Radio, it's, uh, me, me, Gil- Gilberto. Hi, Gilberto. Uh, from, 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 from Tech. Hey, yeah. Gilberto, yeah. what's, what's going on? You know, just, just wondering, uh, kind of how, how much longer you think this is really going to be. Uh, we're, we're not sure, Gilberto, we're not sure, uh, how, how are you doing? Oh, I, you know, I'm, I think I'm feeling okay. Uh, pretty good, you know, I'm just concerned because sometimes these things go on a little bit longer than you say, and, uh, I just, I just wanted to see if we could get in a little, a little bit of information, you know? Well, uh, you, as soon as I know anything, I'll let you guys know. We're trying to, trying to deal with this situation, just trying to figure things out right now, and... Yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully you're not too bored in there. Well, I mean, you know, I brought some things, I got some things here to, to buy my time. It's just, you know, some of the other people, they just, they're complaining about not feeling well, and, um, I don't know, I just, you know, just checking in, making sure you guys are, you know, working things out, and, uh, yeah, yeah, just wanted to, wanted to touch base. Okay, Gilberto, thanks. Yeah, we're, we're working on it. I'll let you know as soon as I know anything. Okay, okay, thank you. Gilberto's fine, everybody. He's just a little bored. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd like to give the staff an update, but how can me? What, what am I going to say? Well, things are pretty bad. Looks like they're getting worse faster, so... Hang tight. <laughs> We're on a ticking clock situation here, everyone. <laughs> Seems best to just let people, uh, you know, play their video games and watch their space movies and their space storms for now. <laughs> I think that we should probably update down on home base. Um, there, <laughs> there's gotta be some sort of protocol here that perhaps we don't know about. Um, also, I'd like to know when, per, per chance, we should be thinking about evacuation of all the healthy subjects. If our internal system is compromised, there's no way to keep... If this is actually airborne, there is no way to keep this from getting to everybody. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I'm about about due to uh, talk to Gail from head office anyway to let her know what's going on, especially with this this new information that you've that you've given me about Persephone's virus. I'm gonna talk to Gail, see what she says. Oscar, maybe you could um, just do a quick monitor around, not actually around, on the security cameras, and just see you know make sure people are staying in their rooms like they're supposed to, and everything is. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. They don't have much of a choice, but, you know, we got a lot of real smart people up here, and if they're starting to get bored, they might be uh, looking for ways to get out of those dorm rooms. So maybe while I'm on the phone, you could... Head back to the comm center? Yeah, just do a quick scan through the security cameras and see what you can see. Sure, I'll uh, I'll punch on in and take a look around. Juliana, I'm going to pop into your office and use your computer if that's... That's all right. Well, you're out here, you know, running tests and trying Absolutely. to figure out this this the situation. Oh man. Rainia, Rainia, hi. I was just about I was just about to call you actually. Um, is everything all right? No, Gail. Everything is really not all right. Things are. Oh. Things are bad. Um, You know that uh, one of our staff members, Brutus, attacked another. Yes. The other, the other, the other worker that was infected seems to be 
Her infection seems to be progressing much faster. A bunch of the other staff are sick. Um, we found something in the air vents. It It is really bad. The risk of everyone being infected, I think, is incredibly high. We need uh. to... I, th- I think we had spoken last time about evacuation. Are you sending a ship to come get us? Yes, and- as per our last conversation, I was I was uh, just making final preparations in case extraction was needed. Um, so we can we can send an expedited rescue shuttle, um, and it it can be there within the day. I think you need to do that. Okay, I I I will make that happen. Uh, okay, so. 24 hours? Less than 24 hours? Uh, it, they tell me it should take uh, 24 hours. Great. Thank you, Gail. You're welcome. Is there anything else I can do for you? Get ready? I mean, I, I know it's tough tough in this situation, but... Is there any other protocols you want me to follow? This is unprecedented. I mean, this wasn't in... This isn't in a training manual. This is, this is something crazy. No, you're... I believe you're doing the best that any of us could expect. Um, separating uh, people during this time is probably the best idea. Um, and you have a good team working up there with you to make sure that everybody who can stay uninfected will. Um, and we'll send up, obviously, a medical team. And, and what do we do? We've got infected people and uninfected people. You're sending one mm-hmm. ship. Mm-hmm. Is everybody coming home? That's that is the plan. Um, there are quarantine bays within within the shuttles as well. Um, how many how many did you say were infected? Uh, it looks like nineteen people are ill that we know of. Okay. Um, well, yes, uh, we'll make sure we send a shuttle with more quarantine bays than that. Uh, we know we know uh, how many people you have aboard there, so we'll make sure that that we can make that happen. Great. Thank you, Gail. I'll update you if. If anything else changes, and please do the same to me. Of course, yeah, we'll send that shuttle right away. As you're hanging up, make a notice check. Oh, oh! I know you what get to do roll. I, do? Thir- I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Roll all your dice. Yeah, just, just roll all the dice. Okay. And then, if you have a notice skill, you can add that. Well, the roll I think was the worst it could be. So, yeah, I mean, I guess in this situation, you would probably want to roll a fate point to re-roll all of your dice. Okay. Do Great. it. Spend that fate point. Yeah, Going to. You can't take it with you. Can't. can't Resets at the end of the game, so, okay. or end of I've, the session. I've put my fate points on my sheet down to two. Woo! I'm going fate to points. Re- Look at you rolling and a fate point in I one know. turn. Oh, oh my god. Okay, that's much better. I mean, just comparatively, because before it was literally the worst possible option. Sure. Yep. I am going to also put notice on here because I have spaces yep. in fair. So Perfect. I got, I guess, a plus one, three blanks, and a plus, I assume is a plus one. Yep. And then I have a plus two, so it's a plus three. Yeah, which gives you a good a plus three on the ladder is a good. So you see as you're shutting, as you're like clicking to hang up there, you see on Gail's desk a file that you didn't notice. She kind of moved out of the way um, as she was moving to you know hang up herself. Um, that is marked with the big bold letters "emergency protocol," and it had some papers spilling out of it. 
and along with one of the headings, you see a paper that you just see the words launch time, and it was marked for three hours ago. Oh. Is she gone? Yes. She she has hung up. Yeah. So you kind of saw that, you know, the, you get that, like, frozen for a second, and yeah. you see that. Yeah. Well, shit, Gail. You're not really being very honest with me. Oscar, you're walking down the halls. Are you going to tracking and communications, or are you going to facility control? Uh, probably facility, facility control. control. Okay. Takes you a little bit to make your way down there, but you make it to facility control, and Regina, Regina, and uh, Lamar are busy punching at, uh, punching at buttons. And, uh, they, they don't, it's other. like they saw you walk in, and they just, like, jolted up, and they're getting back to work. Uh, I grab an open terminal and, uh, bring up surveillance cameras. Sure. What, uh, where are you starting or what are you looking for specifically? Uh, let's go for the dorms first off. I'm just kind of quickly flipping through everything. So yeah, you're filtering through basically everything within the dorms. Uh, all the hallways look clear, obviously, as all the doors are locked. Um, as you're cycling through some of the rooms themselves, there's a surveillance camera within every, like, living space. Some people look like they're sleeping, um... Some people look like they're showing signs of um, agitation. They're pacing. And some are, like, you know, scratching at their skin. There's probably two or three that are showing, like, signs that they're having some sort of reaction to being either locked in or something sickness-related. You can't tell what exactly. Maybe if anybody is, like, behaving aggressively. One out of every ten, say, is showing signs that they're not doing well, um, which is... Okay pretty close to consistent with the infection rate that you've discussed with everybody else. As you're nearing kind of the end of the cycle of rooms, you come across one woman who you recognize as uh, Maya, and she looks like she's panicking. Like she's pacing, almost throwing herself at the wall. She's like running around the room, almost. Um, And then she stops. And she walks to the phone in her room. And you see her kind of shaking as she's dialing a number. And then the phone rings at Regina's desk. And Regina picks up the phone. And she seems fine at first, but then seems like she's trying to calm. And as you're watching the screen where Maya is, she's getting more, like, shaking back and forth. And you hear a yell coming through the phone until you hear just screaming through the headset and Regina like holds it back and you know that these two are are friends then the screaming stops suddenly and you see on the screen Maya rip it from the wall and throw the phone down Regina what's uh what's happening with Maya she okay uh she she just uh, no, I, I I don't think so. She seems like she's uh, not dealing well. She said that she's feeling claustrophobic and that she needs to get out and that she needs to uh, just like go for a walk and like just not be where she is right now and that she's like she's got pressure in her head and and then she just started screaming at me. Do I notice anything on the feed, Russ? Is there any more that I can see? You look uh, back to the feed, and it, it appears she's torn a few things off the wall after she did the fall, but then she's gone into the bathroom, so you can't see her directly anymore. Okay. 
has have they said like how long they need to be or if anybody can go check on her like i don't i don't know what what because you've been talking with rainy and 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 dr dr joiner right when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, I don't know how much I can really tell you guys, but it's best that everybody stays quarantined. So I think Maya's just kind of, kind of on her own for this one. Oh, 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 okay. Um, okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I guess I, I, we got to figure out what it is, right? And, and this is the safest way for everybody. I guess just, um, yeah, like buzz back down to the medical center and explain the situation. Yeah, yeah. Go for Franklin. Uh, hey, that's my catchphrase, Franklin. Oh, um, sorry. Franklin, we're having a bit of a situation with Maya in room 112. She's uh, feeling really claustrophobic and she's showing a little bit of anger and she says she she's feeling something in her head, so I don't... Like I think it's best we keep her quarantined, but I just wanted to let you guys know that something something's going on with her. Okay. Uh. Well. Um. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll, I'll talk to Doctor Joyner when she gets back. Um. And, uh, and I don't know. Maybe we put on the suit and go che- go check on her. Uh. uh yeah. Okay. You're you're staying there and still checking. Um. Yeah. I'm just. I'm gonna uh, just keep flipping through uh, security footage here and see if I can find out anything else that's going on. Okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll catch everybody up here and they can give you a shout or come see you if, they, uh, if we need to. Dr. Joyner, so you enter the medical center. Um, I walk over to Persephone. She is still attached to all the equipment because yeah. I made sure that after she seized and fell to the ground that she was all... Sure. Um, and I, I take a read of her vitals. They are showing in the late stages before Brutus woke up, they're very similar. And if I look down at my watch, how many hours since? Probably seven hours okay. at this point since you clicked go, so... I walk over to Brutus's... And I stand in front of the... I assume it's glass. And I stand at the glass and I and I look at Brutus. What is he? Is he still just standing there? Yeah, he's standing staring at the like the entrance door to where everybody would normally come mm-hmm. in. I knock on the glass. Brutus! Brutus doesn't move. Make a notice check. Plus three for notice. You're staring pretty intently at Brutus, and you're yelling and clapping on the glass, and you think you see a twitch out of Persephone's hand. I go through the... I go into the, like, area where the door would be. I wouldn't... I don't open the door, but I I bang on the glass, and I turn on the intercom for Persephone's room. Persephone! Are you awake? She 
shows no further sign of movement. Okay. I intercom Brutus. I say, Brutus, can you hear me? Uh, he doesn't respond. I, like, wave at Brutus. Is he regarding my movement, or is he literally is a blank stare? No, he's, he's blankly staring through you. Make another notice check. It's a zero. <laughs> no, he's just blankly staring through you. I talk into my little recorder thingy. Subject zero seems to have no regard to uh, noise or visual stimulus. Um, wondering whether or not subject would respond to uh, closer stimuli, scent. Maybe a, maybe a trank gun. Go back to Oscar. Uh, taking a look at uh, other locations around the base now. Just uh, making sure there's no lollygaggers around. You're cycling down hallways and in rooms and everything's looking clear. You cycle um, past the laboratory and you see Franklin and Rania, who's recently just hung up from her call with Gail. And she has a real, like, puzzled look on her face. Stroking my chin like, hmm. Tapping my forehead with a single index finger, like, this is a real thinker. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, you continue cycling through, and you get to the medical center, and you see Juliana. He probably just sees me standing in the control glass, and just... She's, like, poking on the glass. Brutus and I just staring at each other. Sure. Make uh, make a notice check as you go through that room. Okay. I got a four, which is great. Wowzers. You're going at a pretty good clip through rooms, especially the ones that you don't see anybody in, but you kind of hover on the lab, and then you hover on the med center. So in this room, you see Brutus standing, staring blankly, as you have seen him before. You see Persephone lying seemingly motionless in her bed, and Juliana um, standing, thinking by the door. And then as you're kind of looking over the room, you see a twitch in the leg of Nurse Jenny. Does anything else happen with Nurse Jenny? (laughs) After a little while, it catches your attention, and you see slow movement coming from Nurse Jenny as she begins to write herself. Perfect, yeah. I assume I'm also seeing this. I don't, I don't think you see it. I, okay. Like, I think she's kind of, like, tucked away in the back of the room, and you're so focused on Brutus and what you might be able to do to get him to acknowledge your move or mm-hmm. what you might be able to do to, you know... I'm single-minded to the yeah. point of, you know... So, yeah, it, and it's not quick movement. It's, like, like slow movements as, like, her legs are straightening out. I'm frantically mashing the phone... Without really breaking my gaze from Brutus, I reach over and I pick up the phone. Dr. Joyner. Dr. Joyner! Uh, Nurse Jenny is moving. What? She's moving! I'm watching the tape right now! I look over. And Nurse Jenny is, uh, she's not, like, sitting up. She has clearly moved from the position you saw her in before, and she's, like, trying to roll over. Oh my god, Jenny! Whatever you do, don't open the door. 
Hey, while all this is going on, I am trying to call Oscar where he is, and I'm also trying to call Juliana where she is, because I have had thoughts that I would like to share with both of them. I would assume that you might call Facility Control, which is where uh, Oscar is. Hello, this is is Lamar. Hey, Lamar, it's Rania. I'm looking for Oscar. Is he he there? I thought he was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar is, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's actually on the phone, uh... Oscar, who are you on the phone with? Uh, Dr. Joyner. Seems like he's he's very, very panicked uh, talking to Dr. Joyner. Would you like to talk to him? Um, you know what? My thing... Uh, it's, tell him to call me back. Tell him to call me in the med bay. Okay, sorry, who was this? <laughs> God. It's Rania. Ray- oh, right, Rania. Tell him to call me in the med center, and I'm going to go into the med center to talk to to Juliana. I'm going to I'm going to head over to the med med center to talk to Juliana. As you're doing that, Juliana, you see Nurse Jenny is clearly trying to like sit up at this point, and Oscar's freaking the fuck out. Oh my god. Um. Well, I I can't I can't let her act. Um, no, you, you cannot let her out. I, what, what do I, do I, can I see any part of her? Does she look? Um, her hair's kind of matted over her face. Of course um, and, um. But weren't her, like, innards out? Yeah, like, like they're like clearly, her, yeah. like, okay. They're clearly, like, not where they're supposed to be. Okay. Jenny, can you say anything? Jenny, oh God, stay down, Jenny. You hear more of that groan, and then the door opens behind you. I jump like a foot and a half. Rania, make a notice check as you walk through. A plus three. You open the door, and you see Juliana holding the phone, screaming, and you see what she's looking at is that Jenny is moving. Um, But you also hear, like, a low groan coming from down the hall. Oh my god, Rainier, you scare me half to death. Do you hear that? Uh, I, I've, I've, w- w- hear what? I got Oscar screaming in my ear. I've got, J- Jenny's alive. I, uh, so I come in and I like, su- super lock the door behind me. <laughs> you know, I super lock it. Super lock it. It's like All an right. extra level. Yeah, gotcha. Juliana. And I take, I take the phone from her. Oscar, I need you to stay there. I, I have something I need you to do. I'll call you back in a minute, okay? Okay. Juliana, she's like, I don't know what's going on, but I think you just said Jenny's alive. Jenny's definitely not alive. <laughs> like, I know Jenny's definitely not alive, but Jenny is definitely not dead. Agreed. Jenny throws herself at the glass. Jesus Christ! I take a deep breath and I steal myself and I go closer and I record. A subject that has previously been deceased for the past seven hours has woken up, is currently um, disemboweled, violent, um, trying to escape the quarantine area. Eyes are milky, white, and cloudy uh, with the the black, veiny substance um, on the neck and facial area. Then I take a step back, I like... As you're talking, she begins beating herself against the glass. Just repeatedly. Juliana, how 
how much sedative do we have on the base? Well, considering that this is a... People are not meant to live in outer space and people do freak out. We have a lot of sedative here. I might have an idea. Let me... Let me call Oscar and uh, get him on speakerphone. Go for Oscar. Uh, Oscar, um, couple things. Uh, number one, and I'm embarrassed that we haven't thought of this yet, but while you're there taking a look at everybody, could you just match that against a personnel list and make sure we actually know where everybody is? Since you uh, I can, uh, I can do my best. There's a couple blind spots, but I should be able to count for most everyone. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, second, how, um, there's a rescue ship coming. Well, that's good news. And their plan, according to head office, is to bring everybody back. Infected, uninfected, they're, they're coming to get us. And I'm wondering if there's a way that we could use the sedative that we have here in the med bay and put that through the air system to, like, knock people out until it's time for the rescue, Mish. Is that possible, Oscar? Is that possible, Juliana? Like, what are we working with? Um, uh, Rania, yeah, I should be able to, um... I should be able to make that happen. All I need is a, an aerosolized version of the sedative, and I can get it in the system, no problem. What do you think, Juliana? Is that even possible? Does that make sense? I mean, I don't feel like it's ethically great, but we just... If we could contain people and calm them down, put them to sleep, just until backup gets here, seemed, seemed like a good idea to me. Yeah, guys, I think that I would be able to create an aerosolized version of the sedatives that we have here. Um, unfortunately, there's a couple things that could go wrong with this. Number one, we have never checked to see whether or not a sedative will actually work uh, on this specific problem we have. And number two is that the aerosolized version will... If, if we're looking at units here, one unit could take down a regular-sized person. However, to aerosolize it, we need to use three units to take down a person, if you know what I mean. It's going to cost us three bottles of, of sedative to administer what would be one dose of sedative in its regular liquid injection form. That makes sense. Um, maybe... Can, can we try that in here with Nurse Jenny there? Just to see if it'll work? We've got a, we've got a live one? Uh, yeah, we can. Um, once we get the aerosolized version up and running, we can test it on Jenny and Brutus and see if it has any effect. Uh, it'll probably take us maybe a couple hours to, to try to figure out how to do that get Franklin to work on it with me. I'd steal one last look at my quarantine people. Persephone is uh, not moving, Brutus hasn't changed, and Nurse Jenny is continuing to just beat herself against the glass. Uh, Oscar, will you keep an eye on what's going on in here, and if you notice anything that's going to say out of the ordinary, but and will you just let me know? I, I hear you. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do the best I can. I go back to the lab. 
Hey, Juliana, before you go back to the lab, Oscar, I heard groaning in the hallway outside this room, which is why I locked the door behind me. Can you bring up the security feed outside this door and see if you hear anything before Dr. Joyner leaves? Jesus, Rainia, that seems like an important thing you maybe would have brought up before. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, it looks clear as far as I can tell. I'll keep looking at other cameras. Maybe you were hearing Jenny? Maybe I was, but... Um... I mean, I, I need you to work on that aerosolized version, so I guess I guess we need to go to the lab. Um, I go into the like like medical cabinet that's in the center and I assume all space medical lab- laboratories uh-huh. are or med centers are equipped with trank gun. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a quarantine area. You mm-hmm. never know when you're going to have to take someone they down. They seem to have them in every movie where they're in a hospital and someone goes crazy. So I believe it's true. They basically I think have you're them right. in their back pockets. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's bad if they forget that they're in there and they sit I, down. I take but. one and then I take a few vials of like the and syringes of the and put it in my sure. lab pocket. Okay. And I say, uh, right now, are you coming with me? Yep, I'm not staying here. Oscar, you're cycling through um, after you hang up uh, with your good friends there. So you get through uh, to a hallway outside where you know the recreation room is. Kind of the day room space suit store that is on the map there. Uh, The lower level of that. And you see... toilet... Oh, exercise room. Gotcha. Yep. You see a shadowed figure at the end of one of the hallways. Do I know where... Uh, Dr. Joyner and Rainia are, or are they en route somewhere? They have just left, and they're going towards the lab, which is in the opposite direction, but um, kind of at the same time, you figure the door opened, and you see this this person. That person begins moving down the hall and in the direction of the med center. Are there any phones near where this person is? I'm mostly... Just curious if this person that's uh, the shadowy figure would react to a phone ringing next to them. Like if they'd stop and answer it or if they'd blow right by. Yeah, we'll say there's a phone. Yep. Uh, The phone begins to ring on your end and the figure begins to uh, move towards the phone and doesn't really reach to answer it, but more like collides with it, so it's off the hook now, and you hear a low, deep groan come from the other end, as there's footsteps that continue walking away from the phone. Facing Fate Season 1 Lunacorp Day 4 with your game master, Russ Moore, and players Amy Moore, Carla Maxted, and Tom Laird. Production and sound design by Russ Moore. Theme music by Eli McElveen. All other music by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Artwork by Kessie Rilinicki. The game system used is Fate Core by Evil Hat Productions. Supporting producers are Gabriel Lynch, Joshua Dixon, Christian Brown, Devin Michaels, Kat Waterflame, and Jacob Madden. 
Follow and share episodes to your friends on Twitter at FacingFakeCast or Facebook.com slash FacingFakeCast. Become a patron of Dumb Dragons Productions today to support Facing Fate and hear the entire first season, as well as becoming the first to hear future seasons and join monthly hangouts with the cast. Visit and join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. A Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Were you accused of a murder enacted by supernatural forces beyond your control? Yeah. Are you seeking a multi-figure gold settlement for damages to your business? Yes. Are you a young entrepreneur seeking justice for the murder of a family member that would be here if you were better at your job? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas Phelps. I am the attorney, along with my assistants, of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, and we want to help you get justice. Our expert legal services are available for a modest fee. But not too modest, I got a family to feed. As a bot, I don't eat, but I do have a hunger. A hunger for justice. And that hunger drives us to work for you, future client. From investigation to sentencing, we've got you covered for everything from public urination. Oh, yeah. To murder in varying degrees. Don't look at me. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher care about families. That's why they work quickly to help get this daddy off. I was blown away. My business was in trouble after an unfortunate case of property damage. But the attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher helped set things right with a hefty gold settlement. So come on down to the law offices of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher. Located in the old Biscayne Boys building. In Eastern Orgea. Just follow the podcast highway signs for Dungeons and Drimbus and take the season three exit. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbio, and Felcher are not responsible nor liable for any of the following that may be incurred while working on your case. Sudden death, loss of limb, heartbreak, the use of magic to secure evidence, the wrath of an interdimensional being, urinary bladder infection, nausea, depression, the sudden desire to remove one's clothing, the illicit romance of a will-they-won't-they workplace scenario, or complete and utter disregard for the natural laws of space and time. Join your favorite fantasy attorneys for their next case. Dungeons and Drimbus publishes every Friday wherever podcasts are found.